Hey, this is Steph from Coffee Like Media. I'm so glad that you're listening to the Geopaths episodes. Wanted to give you some information on current projects that I'm doing. You can go over to stephfuccio.com to see all of the productions that I'm working on. There's two specifically I'd like to tell you about real quick that I think you might like. If you're curious about ChatGPT and other AI use for content creation, it's coffeelike.substack.com. In that newsletter, you will find the audio, video, and written form of all the episodes that I'm creating there where I'm experimenting with using ChatGPT for content creation purposes. Also, I'm venturing into sound design, doing my own meditation podcast. It's called Solo Work Life Meditations. And if you work from home alone or you're a solopreneur or freelancer, I think you'll find the topics and the vibe of the podcast episodes to be really soothing And of course, if you need help with any of your podcasting needs or know anybody that does, please send them over to me at stephfuccio.com. That's S-T-E-P-H-F-U-C-C-I-O. I do momentum calls where I help people get unstuck from their podcasting struggles and podcast audits and things like that. After seven years of content creation, I am very much so here for you to help you get your voice your stories and your messages out into the world in whatever way I can do that. Thank you so much for listening to Geopats and I look forward to hearing from you. Bye. Another word that appears in the German list and not in the English list is Ferien, vacation. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? Because I thought that was so interesting. No way. It does not. Holiday holiday or vacation does not appear in the most commonly used words. Wow. 500 most commonly words in the English language. And that's disturbing. It's just, right? (laughs) So I thought that was just. Now you you know why I don't live in my passport country. (laughs) And that is exactly. And I was like, yeah, that totally makes sense. You've made a mess of me. Welcome to the Geopaths Language Podcast, where we learn about the world through the different languages that people learn and their language stories. In today's episode, I am thrilled to talk to another Stephanie. I'm talking to Steph Cook from the Transcontinental Overload blog and podcast, a wonderful expat podcast. And I have to say that because I was on there recently, but actually I was listening for quite a while before that. (laughs) So I'll put a link in the show notes to my own episode. And so the double Steph experience can be a double episode, her episode with me and my episode with her, which is this one right here. Who is Steph Cook? Steph was born in Munich, Germany, and she lived in the UK in her 20s. She met her English husband, had two kids, and 10 years ago, they moved to California. For the past four years, however, they've been living in Austin, Texas, which is where she is right now. She loves languages and multicultural living, and I think all of that will definitely come out in this episode. This episode is a little bit different because instead of just interviewing Steph about her language story, which she promises to come back and do at some point, yay, I'm taking three of the things that I found confusing, curious, or interesting in my own German language learning journey And I'm asking her, a native German speaker, what she thinks of them or what kind of uh, what kind of insight she can provide to them. And her answers are very, very surprising. Okay, let's jump into the questions that I have for Steph about things that I find very curious about the German language so far. 
Okay, this is going to sound a little weird, but thank you, Stephanie, for joining us on the language show of the Geopouts podcast. It can only be good. Yeah. <laughs> a little context for the listeners. Steph actually interviewed me for her podcast a few days ago. And just before the interview, I was studying my German and thought, what am I doing? I'm talking to a German native speaker in a few hours. I need to pick her brain on these questions I have right now. So I sent the questions to her. But of course, just with the first interview, we talked so long that we were both so exhausted that we scheduled a second time to chat. And that is right now. <laughs> <laughs> so what's in this mini episode is going to be some ponderings I've had over the past, I would say, three months of very slowly, very on and off studying German. Let's introduce you and your podcast. All right. So yes, I'm Steph. <laughs> and I recently launched a podcast called Transcontinental Overload. I actually have a blog of the same name that I've been writing for the last 10 years. And uh, yeah, it's 10th anniversary these day, this, this year, which is why I created the podcast to celebrate. I started writing that when I first left the UK. So I'm originally from Germany, but moved to the UK and then 10 years ago to the States. And I kind of felt like I needed to do something. And then voila, this time last year, I've, I started thinking, I really want to change, exchange stories and not just write about what I've been doing and my thoughts, mm -hmm. um, but actually hear other people's and then share those. So that's where the podcast idea came from. They can find all of my stuff at uh, transcontinentaloverload.com. You can find my blog, my podcast as a, also like a little thing that you can click if you want to get in touch, if you want to be a guest on the podcast. I'm on Twitter as Overloaded Steph. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a Facebook page too. It's also Transcontinental Overload. So Steph, are you ready for some of my weird pondering? Absolutely. And I love ponderings <laughs> on language and on the German language in awesome. particular, because it's also something I don't normally have to consider what German mm -hmm. is like for foreign language uh, learners. So it's always interesting yeah. to actually dive into my own language. Sweet. Can we assume correctly that your first language was German? Yes. It was. Cool. And what other languages do you know? Um, so I learned English in school, but not until I was, I think, in seventh grade. So my first language was Latin. So I learned Latin wow. uh, in fifth, fifth <laughs> grade, age 11, which is very tough, but a wonderful basis for everything else. And I think it's, it really helped me to pick up other languages. And I, I did have, uh, I did study French in school, I think year nine. Yeah, ninth grade, something like that. And then uh, I loved languages, always did. And I went on to study languages. So English with English and French as my major foreign languages. And then I wanted to learn Spanish. And I taught myself the basics, moved to Spain for a summer <laughs> uh, so that I could uh, go into the advanced class at my language school because I didn't want to start from scratch. <laughs> so I did that. Smart. Um, so I do, theoretically, I have French and Spanish too, although they're both a little bit rusty these days, I guess. <laughs> I'm, I always feel like I, it would come back uh, if I lived in those countries. I could probably, you know, become, I was almost fluent in French and uh, I'm not these days. And Spanish, I think I'm quite confident reading, reading it, but I, I don't speak it very well. So I always love noticing the first words that I hear a lot of. When I was in 
Argentina, quiero was one of them, <laughs> and uh, necesito, and there's there's always words that just, mm -hmm. I was like, okay, what's that? I'm looking it up, and I know that one, because that's like every third word is that word. When I came to Germany, genau, noch, doch, which I still don't fully understand those two, but that's <laughs> fine. Genau is easy. <laughs> and I'm wondering when you, even though you studied English at school, what were the words that you noticed that were used really frequently? Well, you were first in the UK and then mm -hmm. now you're in the US. So when you first moved to the UK, were there, do you remember it all? Like what were the words that you heard really often? It's a good question. Very good question. It, it actually had to, to really look up some word lists because I actually don't think there's a big difference. So I, it's, it wasn't like, oh my God, that word, what is it? But I think the difference is also that I had studied English extensively before I went mm -hmm. to the UK. So I had, I was a fully trained translator before I went to the UK. Oh. So yeah. it wasn't like it was hit, hitting, the, the UK was hitting me with all these words that I didn't know because I, I, it just sounds really horrible to say I knew most of them, but the the only difference was the way they were said and the way they were used and the pronunciation because mm. that's not necessarily something that you prepared for when you even though I was trained by native speakers it's a very different experience when you're actually in the country and people especially like southeast England and London you've got the Cockney mm -hmm. rhyming slang and just the the, the southeast <laughs> uh, pronunciation of things and so it's a it's very unique yeah. and I'd never heard anything like it but the sort of I can't say that I can really see a big difference in the words used. I did look up like the 500 most commonly used words in both languages though, because I was really interested oh, about wow. the, the question was like, <laughs> and I was like, is there a difference? And actually I looked up that list and it's pretty identical. Yeah. But what I found interesting, there's a, there's three words that appear on the, the German list that are not on the English list of the 500. Oh. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Okay. So yeah. So there are three okay. words I've, I noticed were on the German and even within the first like 100 most commonly used words and they don't appear yeah. on the English list not even in within the 500 words and I thought yeah. that was interesting and Ooh. one word is Fahrrad which uh -huh. is bicycle really uh-huh oh my god well wow but you know I mean people I think in general cycle a lot yeah. more than people in America in the states if it's uh, a country a country, yeah, but and certain cities. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. In, in the UK, yeah. you have uh, cities like Oxford and Cambridge where everyone mm. bikes. But I thought that was interesting. Sure, sure, sure. And I, I kind of generally wow. feel there's more cycling going on in Germany. So that was interesting. Yeah. Another word that appears in the German list and not in the English list is mm. Ferien, vacation. <laughs> so isn't that amazing? Because I thought that was so interesting. No way. It does not, no, holiday, oh, holiday wow. or vacation does not appear yeah. in the most commonly used words. Wow. 500 most commonly words in the English language. And that's disturbing. It's just, right? <laughs> so I thought that was just. Now you, now you know why I don't live in my well, passport country. Yeah. <laughs> and that is exactly. And I was like, yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah, the other word that was wow. in that list. And I thought that was really interesting was, so the, the word police appears mm -hmm. in the German most most commonly yeah, yeah but not in English <laughs> so what? Polizei is is used way yeah. more yeah, yeah. in the German language than police is yes. in the English language that is very strange mm -hmm. that one I find very hard to believe yes <laughs> I well but wow but yes 
So, wow, wow, but wow. vacation, yeah, that just shows. So, who put out this oh, list? Where oh, is it's from? the various I'm lists. Curious. I looked at a few. I got, I, I got, I ah. went completely nerdy and went into. You it. did. Yeah. You did more research so. than I did for this. <laughs> well, I did because I honestly couldn't answer the question without any research because mm. I was like, I, I don't think there's a big difference between those words. Well, just like in your day to day. Or even pre-COVID day-to-day mm-hmm. existence in the U.S. versus your day-to-day when you lived in Germany ages ago. Can you think of any words that you might hear or use that in one place, not another? I mean, obviously the translation mm-hmm. of the yeah. word. I think, it, yeah. I mean, obviously the, the in the U.S. especially, the, to greet someone or just talk to someone with how's it going mm-hmm. or how are, you know. How are you doing? How are you doing? Mm. Do you even say that to the the person at the cash register in the supermarket. Mm-hmm. You would mm-hmm. never say that in Germany to a cashier. You wouldn't say, <laughs> oh, you know, how's your day going? They would just look yeah. at you <laughs> like you'd lost your <laughs> and, mind. And they they have. So, yes. <laughs> so I think even though, you know, I knew yeah. obviously what those words meant. I didn't mm-hmm. know that that's what you used or you had to use in your kind of daily life a lot just to not say when someone says hey hi you know to to not just kind of nod at someone but to actually engage and say say some some things like how's it going how are you doing how's your day and have a nice day and enjoy the rest of your day and you know that kind of stuff so all these things that don't really mean anything they don't mean Mm -hmm. it's not like people here really want to know but it's just something that you have to get used to to saying and that was completely yeah. new to me coming from Germany yeah. and even even in the UK so, even in the UK you, it's it's very normal to to fluff up your you know your conversations and to use really? use little uh, you know I thought I was in heaven moving from Germany and moving to the UK but then coming coming here was another a revelation <laughs> so but it's a it's it's like yeah and going back to Germany although things have changed there as well so people are a lot more friendly compared to when I when I left over 20 years yeah. ago but yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just want to pop in for a minute with a couple of announcements about what we're doing on the geopats language podcast as well as all of the other geopats podcasts geopats podcast has split up into a number of different podcasts for example geopats language which you're listening to right now geopats podcasting which is about uh, where we learn about the world through podcasters and podcasting geopats books which used to be bookish expats where we learn about the world through books you see where this is going geopats coffee where we learn about the world through coffee uh blah 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 the changing scripts youtube channel is now revamped and it is now the geopats language youtube channel and that's where i am putting my own language learning journey my updates my challenges all the kinds of things i was doing with the changing scripts youtube channel when i was learning mandarin chinese i'm now doing in german not in German, in English about German (laughs) with some German mixed in. And I will eventually, hopefully sooner than later, get back to Mandarin Chinese. And inevitably, there's comparisons that I do with the learning that I did with Mandarin Chinese and the language itself and of German. So I hope to have more of those dual language learning experiences going on there too. I will put that in the show notes, of course. And so therefore, I have a quick request for you. 
We have started a steady account, which is like Patreon, but it's based in Berlin, Germany, and it has some different features from Patreon. There's a level of professionalism I want to bring the podcast to, and those are beyond the free services that I've been using. I do detail more of these dream tools and the and the basic services that I need to run the podcast over on the steady account, so you can check the link down below and get all of that information there. However you can, if you can, I really appreciate your financial support. So thank you so much for coming along with this language journey with us. Let's get back to the episode. So the next question, in my German class that I was in before classes were no more, we had, you know, that range of things like good to bad kind of thing, right? So we had super and fantastic mm -hmm. and gut, and then we got to okay. And I thought, wait, what the heck is the German word for okay? Because that just looks like okay mm -hmm. in English. So I still have the lingering question of, is there an actual word for okay? Because so-so is... It's negative yeah and okay is not mm -hmm. so yeah okay is okay and you can absolutely use it it is really the most used expression and it it is what it is it's it's okay it's not good not not bad and yeah. but is there a german word that means okay that's just not yeah used? so you can say i mean it's more like a not just a word but a little expression so you can say get mm -hmm. on it's going g-e-h-t oh get okay. on it's going basically yeah or uh, um get klar that's another one mm -hmm. okay. get klar. but you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily say that about how you're feeling so yeah so you can say is that okay with you to do this mm -hmm. and then you can say get klar yeah and okay. uh, another word for another expression for get schon so in that again varies from where you are in the country so in mm -hmm. bavaria you can also say Passion. It's it, which passen is to fit. Yeah. So instead of gechon or gecho, you can say pasture. But that's very Bavarian. So you pasture, mm -hmm. pasture, you immediately out yourself as a southerner. So see, I know zero French, but that sounds French. Oh, to me. that's interesting. That's probably not an accident, right? <laughs> Possibly not. No. Yeah, pasture. And then also that varies with the, with the dialects. But pretty yeah. much you are completely fine with okay. And just say it more German. So don't say okay. You say okay. 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 <laughs> Germans also like to, if you if you want to say okay, okay with a more positive spin, you can say okay. And if it's more negative or like slightly, it's like okay. So it's just, it's mm -hmm. really... And you've probably noticed that there's some some things like Germans like to sing words instead of just saying them. I don't know if you've noticed. Yes, <laughs> choose. Yeah, I have noticed the <laughs> rainbow of yes. choose. And I I stupidly mm. like texted, like voice messaged a few friends of mine. And I'm like, okay, so there's a lot of emotion in mm -hmm. choose. Like I've, I'm hearing so many yep. different versions, mm -hmm. and they're like, okay, is that different than goodbye in English? Oh, yes. And I'm like. No, not really. It's, but I'm not used to hearing chew. So for me, it sounds weird to have yeah. a, a heartbeat in it. <laughs> I tell you what, and it's usually it's on the phone. When you're on the phone in, in, the, in mm. the US, especially, you can talk to someone and, or leave a message. Sometimes it's like you leave a message on the answer phone. You say, blah, 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 blah. blah, blah, blah okay, bye. And you just finish the conversation like that. You say, just say, mm. okay, bye. And it's totally fine. It's, mm -hmm. There's nothing abrasive or anything it's like 
all right, bye. Or bye. It's You would never say tschüss. You would never do that because that would be so rude. Like tschüss yeah. is, is, yeah, you cannot say tschüss. It doesn't, you can't do it short in a short way. No, no. And I've noticed even in like public places where there's like two mm -hmm. or three customers or something or doctor's office or whatever, when somebody who's been sitting there the whole time and you've not chatted with them, they, when they go in and, they, and they're done and they paid and whatever and they're about to mm -hmm. leave, they'll say mm -hmm. choose to the entire room. Yes. And I'm like, but we didn't even make con mm -hmm. eye contact. I mean, it's sweet. I do not resist mm -hmm. friendly people, but I'm just like, oh, oh okay, mm -hmm. I got it. I got it. I'll do that now. But <laughs> Absolutely. And it's very common to, especially if yeah. you're waiting at the doctors and uh, to mm -hmm. if you enter the waiting room, you say mm -hmm. good morning or to, to everyone. It's, it's part of, oh. it's etiquette. And it's so funny because I don't think, no, they don't do that in... They don't do that in the UK, even though the UK usually has way mm -hmm. more etiquette and things that you have to do. And they always mm -hmm. say how rude the Germans yeah. are, but it's not, it's actually not true. And it's so normal. Or if you enter a, if you get into a, a an elevator, you, mm -hmm. it's, it's normal to say, or to, to even to just nod at people and say, yeah. Ah. Hello. I don't think it's, I've been in many. I don't think, you know, the funny yet. thing is yeah. it doesn't happen when it's only one person. <laughs> Yeah. So come, yeah. To, come to think of it, that's too personal. Come to think of it, polite in numbers. If someone's if someone's riding the elevator and you enter the elevator, I don't think you have to say hello. I think that's too like, whoa, what does he want? But if it's several people, it's totally fine. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's the really German funny. is a very uh, strange language. I think. No, 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 not at, not at all. Every language, mm, well, let yeah. me rephrase that. Every language is strange. Yeah. And within every language and every culture, there's a range of ways mm -hmm. that things are done oh, yeah. with the language. So, Oh, and we, we could probably okay. spin this out and talk about this for hours. Oh, <laughs> yeah. ad yeah. nauseum. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so the next question. So I know beautiful and I know ugly. I forget ugly, but I know I used to know the word for ugly. And the other day, my husband and I were walking down the street and there was this little girl that was dancing down mm -hmm. the street and she was adorable. And I really wanted to say she is cute in mm -hmm. German and I did not know the word. And my husband swore up and down. It was, um, was it Seuss mm -hmm. is sweet? And he said it was that. And I just died laughing because she just turned into a pancake for me because the pancake <laughs> sweet. And I'm like, is that really true? Is, is like a person being cute, like sweet, like a dessert? Oh, yes. He's absolutely right. What? Uh -huh. and i'm not telling um <laughs> it's i mean that's really the the first word that comes to mind when i see or hear cute is zeus mm -hmm. and we would even it's like growing up uh, you know teenager and you would kind of look at this boy over there and someone would be like oh they're so zeus even like a teenage boy wow. would be described as zeus yeah absolutely i don't know if that's still the case or if they have something else going on now i'm you know mm. i haven't lived there for so long i don't know but that was definitely a word we'd use but there is a whole range of expressions and words you can use uh instead of zeus and it always depends on the context so i like to use this one website and i can't think of it now. it's, it's leo it's mm -hmm. and it's a it's an online dictionary and I literally, well, I I kind of came to my own, I made my own little list of words to use for cute. And then I typed in cute mm -hmm. into the Leo translation website. And it was funny because it listed 
like on the left it said cute 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 like 10 word 10 times cute and mm. then every time it was a different word in in german so there's a time it's lovely <laughs> it was a it's a really nice screenshot wow. i can actually send you the screenshot maybe because it's just so funny That'd be great. because it's exactly it's yeah. like there's one word in english and then there's like <laughs> a gazillion words in, in german which is so interesting <laughs> because i think english has more words than german yeah. but yeah obviously and so yes you could have said goldig which is like i don't know even what that translates as it's like it's not golden but goldig or niedlich niedlich yeah and then putzig that's another word see that one sounds negative to and me putzig <laughs> however putzig, putzig you could only use with an animal it's like you would use that ah, with like a small okay. animal doing something cute okay uh yeah. and Niedlich and goldig, or to an extent also like small children, cute mm -hmm. kittens, that kind of stuff. Another word is knuffig. And you might Oh, I like the sound of that Knuffig and knuffig is a word that is <laughs> not really used in the South. So I would never ever say knuffig to anything, but you can say knuffig. Yeah. You can say that for people and knuffiger toop. It's like, yeah, it's mm -hmm. kind of a cute guy. But you could also say it for something that's just com comfy. So I've looked at the <laughs> like the context when you can use it yeah and i've come to the yeah. conclusion and i might be wrong but that my my impression is that it's a word that you can use for something that is huggable mm. <laughs> so oh, something that makes sense. something that is kind of cozy that you can snuggle up to or you know that yeah. was my impression of knuffig like a teddy bear in english yeah. like if you say oh he's such a teddy bear mm -hmm. then it is mm -hmm. you are comparing it to a so that was my kind of my impression yeah. but i mean i could be wrong and and i have i've lived outside of germany for so long now that sometimes my uh my own radar and sense of the language is is mm. questionable <laughs> so it's, well language it's language goes on when we totally. leave yeah there's then, you probably know absolutely. more about american slang right now than uh, i do yeah well i don't know but <laughs> that's that's a whole other my kids would disagree <laughs> as a well there's a client uh, yes. they know this much oh, you know this much i know this absolutely. much <laughs> um but yes there's so many words and then there's the other one is herzig mm. herzig is like it's like mm -hmm. cute heart you know you, you kind of see little little Aww. hearts ah. but also i think more used with maybe something cute like a little child or something cute And then the other thing is when you want to say a cute dress. Oh, you, your dress is really mm -hmm. cute. You wouldn't you wouldn't say Zeus or Knuffig or anything. You would say Net. Mm. Net is Kleid. That's a cute dress. Okay. So Net. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's very specific. It's very, cute, it's very specific. But that's why it is. There are just so yeah. many. And it's just Zeus is, yeah, 90% of the, yeah. the cases it's the, it's the right, right word to use. Yeah. But yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, and yeah. I've forgotten the best one. And that might make you giggle ah. too. I also don't really use it, but I, if someone uses it, I know exactly what they mean. And it's similar to knuffig. And it mm -hmm. is schnuckelig. <laughs> <laughs> How did you know that was going to make me laugh? <laughs> say, say that again. Schnuckelig. 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 It reminds me of snuffle yes. like this. So there is something very, um, yeah, you kind of, you get a sense. Yeah, schnuckelig. <laughs> That's funny. And when is that one used? Is that a also person kind or of, a yeah, thing? Yeah, schnuckelig. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. Wow. Schnuckelig. I have to, I have to think about that when you, some, it's, it's a feeling. You it's realize. very much a feeling. Yeah. It's very much okay. a feeling and, oh, so richtig, so richtig schnuckelig. Das war so richtig schnuckelig. That was really, that was so <laughs> kind of 
nice and, and cozy and yeah. That's mm-hmm. so funny. You realize next week when I hear this out in public, when I'm eavesdropping, because I do that, mm-hmm. I'm going to send you a message going, I just heard it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, And the people next to me. Oh, like, yeah. They would be yeah. like, what? What's that? <laughs> so I would say, I mean, all these are not used as much as Zeus, but they mm-hmm. exist and I think they're great. Sure. I mean, yeah. yeah. No, I, I mm-hmm. love specific words. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it. Final question, because I love writing and 10 years of blogging, you clearly do too. What keyboard do you use? Are you using a German keyboard or an English keyboard? I use an English keyboard and I actually have mm-hmm. used an English keyboard from the start because my first laptop mm-hmm. I bought I bought in the US. Ah. I was visiting and uh, I didn't have my own laptop and I was using the the library laptop or computer at the at university and I mm-hmm. wanted my own and I was visiting the states and I bought one it was cheaper there than so and I at the time mm-hmm. I didn't I wasn't aware that you could ch- actually change your keyboard with certain settings mm-hmm. you can change it even though the letters say something different because yeah. it's, it's it's the yeah. the y and the and the z or the z, the z that yeah. is different yeah. and then some of the the umlauts, the u and the yes. ö and the e. But I, <laughs> I have learned to how to type those on my English keyboard, so I'm fine. And I've I've only ever used that, and I I write mostly in English anyway. So mm-hmm. it's always always been the English one for me. And and sometimes when I'm say I'm staying in Germany with someone and I don't have my laptop and I have to use theirs, it does take me a while to get used to the, to the German keyboard. But yeah. I've I don't struggle with it so much and I think it's it's pretty much like driving so I'm very used to driving in on the left-hand side of the road or the, the it doesn't mm-hmm. bother me that much it always takes just a a few minutes of where am I <laughs> what am I doing what is this and then I'm just yeah. I think my brain has just learned to then you're to fine. deal with that so yeah 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 I'll never forget when I was backpacking and I was in Prague the hostel had you know that that just row of internet computers mm-hmm. and and the period and the comma were switched and oh. i swear i look like an idiot i had to reread emails and go back and delete because mm-hmm. it just looked like i just had like an entire like my entire email was a giant comma splice and i'm like what just happened <laughs> and i don't think i realized for like the first three or four emails and then i'm like why do I seem like an idiot in these emails? What is happening? And I'm like, oh, different keyboards. Mm-hmm. Hadn't really thought about that before. But I've yeah. had those experiences too, though, like writing my, my thesis. I think I was doing, I had to, at the end, I had to go in and replace all. <laughs> you know, when you like yes. find something and it's like, I just did it wrong every yep. single time. So I'm just, yeah, um, yeah. there's ways around it, but yeah. That's fine. There, but also, there. did you know that the, like the, the especially the um, the comma and the period, or full stop are uh, used mm-hmm. in the opposite way in German with numbers. I'm getting mm-hmm. a sense of that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, and the period after first, second, third really throws mm-hmm. me. I yeah. want the sentence to be over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm getting, right now I'm doing a lot more of the passive. I'm probably like low A2 kind of thing. So I'm getting more of the passive learning mm-hmm. stuff going yeah. on. But I have noticed because I I love reading and writing. I have noticed mm-hmm. that punctuation is extremely yes. different. Yeah, I actually had a, a German translations a few years ago where I, I mm-hmm. sent it off and because I typed it on the the English with the English keyboards, the punctuation was English, and they actually yeah. sent me sent some back and said, "You might want to um, 
look into your German punctuation rules again. And I was like, oh no. Oh. And yes, because the, <laughs> yes, the, just all sorts of, of things are different. And I had completely ignored that, forgotten oh. about that. So, but I'm, yeah, yeah. So there's lots of yeah, things to look out like, for beyond the words. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a good name of a book. Beyond the words. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> take it and run yeah <laughs> oh my goodness are you still doing translation work now i'm not currently doing it but i could always go get back into it but i at the moment because i'm i'm writing so much and working on the podcast mm -hmm. and editing a lot so i spend a lot of time at my desk and yeah. i felt like when i was doing translation work i did not want to spend any more time sitting in front of a screen mm -hmm. and translation work also is it's the kind of work that you get it and people want you to do it like within 24 hours. And so it's, it's very hard to do part-time, you know, yeah. just do a few hours a day. That doesn't ever happen. So you get a translation and you yeah. just, there's nothing else you can do. You have to translate. And it just didn't, I kind of felt I wanted to do other things mm -hmm. sitting at my desk. So I'm not currently doing any, anything. Yeah, and I actually I've noticed how my German is getting worse because I'm not um, translating. Hi. So yes, <laughs> there is that. It's a great way to stay connected with the with the language. So I have to make more of an That's effort. True. I love to listen to German audiobooks and mm -hmm. you know read the German paper and things like that just to stay connected. Yeah. You've uh, got to keep yeah. it alive. Yeah. Yeah. When I was teaching, when I first started teaching English, I was teaching mostly beginner classes mm -hmm. and I had to go and read the most highfalutin stuff I could find afterwards just to keep the bigger words mm -hmm. in because I, I loved my students. I loved teaching, yeah. but I could not retain my own language. I was mm -hmm. just like, it, it wasn't even a different language. Mm -hmm. It was just a very basic mm -hmm. form. Of the oh, and it's one. so nice to, and, lis to yeah. listen to uh, very clever people in your in your own language use beautiful words and you think oh, oh yeah. yes that's how i yes. imagine myself uh, speaking <laughs> not <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's it's a good it's a good practice but we it and is. it's very normal i read as well that it's very normal to lose some of your language the more other mm -hmm. languages creep in and your brain just is only you know we we haven't i, I think unless you've been conditioned from a very young age Uh, mm -hmm. with the languages I think it's just it's one of those things it, you can't do it all perfectly and that's fine oh yeah oh yeah I'm, and most polyglots mm -hmm. are only good at a few mm -hmm. and then they'll know bits mm -hmm. of other languages mm -hmm. I think they said I don't know there's been all kinds of polyglot studies but I think they said seven's kind of the max yeah. that you can be fluent at mm -hmm. and the brain just really doesn't do more and it's than that. it's interesting I've was when I studied uh, interpreting I, I did some like simultaneous interpreting techniques and things which mm -hmm. is oh that's so crazy I, that's what I, w I wanted to do when I was like 22 I thought I was going to go and be one of those people at the you know in the EU sitting in a, yeah. and it's just too crazy oh, but I was studying with a girl who was she had four languages I think she was she lived in Switzerland and so she spoke French Italian and German fluently and she was mm -hmm. she had English at a very high level mm -hmm. and she couldn't do it she could not do any yeah. she was like her brain exploded she couldn't <laughs> she couldn't do it and she was like I can't believe yeah. this I speak all those languages fluently yeah and I'm perfectly happy switching in between them but I she couldn't right. do it it was interesting to that. see because she was amazing I mean everyone's like oh my god you 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 have to you don't even have to study you can just no she couldn't do it 
Yeah, I interviewed a Chinese interpreter. <sighs> she had been doing it so long, and she was so ridiculously talented at communicating. I don't even want to stick one language onto mm-hmm. it because there are a number of them that she said she was getting a little bored. So her latest challenge was not just to get the meaning across, but to get the speaker's style in the other language as she was simultaneously translating. Wow. And all wow. I could think is, how am I interviewing you? I am not worthy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, how? I never even knew that was the goal of that, anybody. I just thought, get the meaning out. Get yes, the meaning. It's happening it's so hard fast, enough right? to, to kind of get the facts in there. Oh, man. Let alone yeah. the grammar. Let alone the, the style. Wow. Yeah. I was Amazing. Lord. Mm-hmm. And she was annoyed that it was taking a while to get good at it. And I'm like, no, no. I I think that's no amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, I have to say I've never felt more kind of alive than when like in those training sessions that we had and we had like yeah. mock conferences and things to practice and you nice. are on fire. Like your brain is you can yeah. feel your brain, every single cog is is, is working yeah. and turning and it's just crazy. And it's, it gives you an amazing yeah. buzz. It's like you you just wow. But afterwards you were so drained and very mm-hmm. often you don't retain anything that you've you've said. Mm-hmm. Anything that you've translated is wow. almost like you're a medium, and it passes through you. Yeah. And it's just it's the craziest experience ever. And yeah, I just knew I couldn't sustain that uh, professionally. <laughs> I couldn't ever do that. Wow. So I'd, I'd never pursued it uh, further. But yeah, I have the, the most. I mean, the absolute utmost respect for people who are good at it.
Also, it's interesting because so you just called me Stephanie, and mm-hmm. I am so used to be called Steph, Steffi, ah. Steffi, Ugh. which is the German one, yeah. or Stephanie. Yeah. And there's so what many. What do different... you prefer to be called? So, you know, that's a very interesting question because I kind of feel <laughs> like I'm I have different names in different countries. <laughs> I'm most comfortable with uh, yeah. Steph. And that's, okay. I think, when I first moved away from Germany, where I was always. Uh, Steffi or mm-hmm. Stephanie Stephanie in um that always kind of made me feel like I was at work so office kind of thing and then in the UK they mm-hmm. like to shorten people's names to a one syllable one and <laughs> so I became Steph and I kind of like that that suited me and mm-hmm. I'm very happy with that when I was teaching Spanish students they don't really have words that start with s no. so I was Steph, Steph. yeah and they d- couldn't do the mm-hmm. ph very well so I was a step yeah. a step a step and I'm like okay I know what you mean yeah well, let's keep going <laughs> yeah you know they I was so, I was yeah. a Steffi a Steffi they could say that was that was a good one and that was fine yeah. by me too but I these days and I'm these days I'm, I'm also fine with the Stephanie I'm probably grown up enough now to be a Stephanie <laughs> yeah. it definitely depends on the context Absolutely. definitely mm-hmm. for sure for years, I went without knowing other Steph or Stephanies. And all of a sudden, I've met you and about three or four other women just within a few podcast groups that I'm in. And actually, my German course online right mm-hmm. now has two other Stephanies in it. And I'm like, oh, what is happening? Yeah. It's just like all of a sudden, there's other me's. <laughs> it's a nice name. It's yeah, a nice yeah. name. I think I, 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 when I was in school, there were lots of them. And I think it was just mm-hmm. maybe the, the fashion at the time. And uh, yeah. so I didn't really appreciate it. And, I was, and But yeah, I'm happy with my name these days, especially as there are so many ways to say it. And <laughs> so it's exactly it's, yeah, it's nice. <laughs> Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. You know what's wrong with health and fitness? You weaponize it against yourself. Why didn't you go to the gym today? You're so lazy. Ah, why did you eat that? You have no self-control. Stop it. At Beachbody, we think training and caring for your body in a way that works best for you should be about loving yourself. Let us help you without all the judgment. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. This summer, when you're on the go, stay connected to what matters most with access to over 3 million Cox Wi-Fi hotspots. Learn more at Cox.com. Ask Ashley the Podcast is sponsored by Cox. Cox. 